painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Winona has a pretty great art scene for a city its size. And today on Artbeat, we bring you part three of our coverage of the Winona Art Walk 2023. See, back in November, several local studios opened their doors for this annual event so that the public can share in some hometown local art. There was so much art to see on the 2023 Art Walk that we decided to break it down into several episodes here on Artbeat. And today's episode is the conclusion of that series with KQAL's Ventress Heron taking us to Island City Clay Space and Grace Presbyterian Church to visit with some local artists. That's part three of our coverage of the Winona Art Walk 2023, today on Artbeat. I'm DJ Heron, and on the Art Walk this week, we'll be speaking with Ann Scott Plummer in her art studio. We'll be speaking with Richard Coakland about his acrylics on the canvas. We'll also speak with Mickey Maslowski on her stonework pottery, and we'll also speak with Gary Flint with his inner lights and his wood carvings. First up on our Art Walk, we'll be taking you to Island City Clay Space, where we will talk to Ann Scott Plummer in her art studio. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, so we'll just start here with your name. My name is Ann Scott Plummer, and this is Island City Clay Space. So this is my studio. Um, I share it with another potter, Jack Rumpel. And we usually work in this front space here, which is the storefront. Okay. But um, for the art walk and then the Bluff Country Studio Art Tour in the spring, we set it up more like a gallery and um, people can come in and see our work. Okay. Um, how long have you been creating this work? I've been working with clay for over 50 years oh. on a serious level. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what got you started into the clay work? Actually, I, I started, it was just kind of um, random. I was always really interested in art and I did a lot of painting, but I was a carpenter's helper um, on Cape Cod in Massachusetts and during the winter and then uh, Cape Cod, um, Provincetown Cape Cod is a tourist town so that carpenter did work with boats in the summertime and he said so you know you're not gonna be able to work for me anymore now for the summer but I do know a young man who's starting a pottery studio so maybe you want to do that since you like art so that young man taught me how to throw pots, and I was throwing pots within a couple months. I mean, I was selling my pots within a couple months. Yeah, we kind of skipped over this, but uh, what, what art is that you specialize in with the pottery? Well, uh, for many years, I did primarily sculpture okay. because I was a professor. I'm going to stand this piece up just so you don't no, think yeah. this is a dead... I was just yeah. kind of pulling some pieces down from the top up there. There we go. Um, so I... Is that sculpture work or is that... That's yep, yep. That, so that's my sculpture and I do a lot of figurative sculpture. Oh, okay. But then after I retired from teaching at Winona State, mm -hmm. um, then I decided in Winona I'm going to have an easier time selling pottery. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of switched over to pottery, and that's what I had started doing, you know, before I went to art school and all of that. Okay. Yeah. 
Uh, what, are your, what are some of your favorite pieces? Like, Well, right now, my favorite pieces are these that just came out of the kiln, these in terms of the pottery. I really like this glaze combination, this aqua and uh, charcoal satin. Those are both satin, and then this is a chino on top, and wow. it looks a lot like a landscape to me, yeah. or, you know, reminds me of that. And so, like the ocean. and then these little vases, too, are that same glaze combination. I like those a lot, too. So those happen to... And actually, I like these rebakers. I had uh, eight of them last night, but they're popular, and I had a little reception last night, so I sold six of them. I wish I had more. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Could you explain, like, how do you get the color to be so, like, different layers of color, and how does that process work? Well, you know, the, you're, um, you make your work, and then bisque, after it's dry, bisque fire it, and then you apply the glaze. So the glaze is liquid, and you can dip and pour, spray. I don't, I don't do much spraying. You know, splatter, you can paint. So you apply the glaze in different ways. And how do you go about your process of making the actual... Um, so these are all made on the wheel, all right. on the potter's wheel. Mm-hmm. And, and these, so uh, actually... Coaches. Actually, these sculptures, these figurative pieces are made on the wheel, too. And a lot of thrown pieces that are assembled, altered and assembled. Like, you can see the throwing rings right there wow. on that neck. Throwing rings? What? That's just the uh, waves, or? Yeah, here's some throwing rings here. So, you know. Oh, that's from the pottery wheel? Yeah, oh, you, you okay. know, your fingers, when you're pulling the wall oh. up, your fingers make those little ridges. And then with my pottery now, I'm getting rid of those ridges. Although here, you, you know, you, you could call this a throwing ring, too. You know, it's just your finger. Oh, your finger makes the little spiral while you're uh, twirling? Yeah, okay. while it's turning, yeah. So anyway, those are on the wheel. And then this is, this is um, coil built. You've probably heard of that. Could you uh, explain what coil built would be? Oh, that's like rolling out coils and then, you know, pinching them together, going around. And then this is actually cast. So these are a lot of individual pieces, uh, individual molds. And then each mold is cast. And then while the clay is still damp, uh, assembled, the pieces are assembled. And then this one was made in a a press mold. So I did a resin. Yeah. Actually, how do you uh, go about getting the designs on on the uh, mugs when you create your mugs? How do you go about that process? with this hand building, uh, you know, it's fun to work with texture. So when this starts out, it's a flat slab. And when it's flat on the table, then you can use rollers, you can use stamps, you can use, um, you know, there are different kinds of rollers. And you can take something and you can use like a little, a little we call it a pony roller, like a little baby rolling pin. And you can press it down with that little baby rolling pin, you know, and you can get texture. Mm-hmm. So that's, and that's what's, um, you know, so this is a bunch of different textures. Like this is a meat tenderizer. Oh, okay. Do you know what that is? Yeah, like when you're about to cook uh, some meat or something. Yeah, like right. And, like and it's like it a square yeah. little tool and you bang, bang, bang. Okay. And, so you like uh, implant designs on it and then... Uh, yeah, then you then you shape it okay. after you've got the texture in it. You know, so these are a bunch of different texture tools. Like this is um, 
gutter guard. Okay. You can you can get some plastic gutter guard to put in your gutters to keep leaves out, and so it's got these little holes and it's plastic. Yeah. So you know, I just use that. Really creative. Yeah, you can use stuff just that you have around, and then other things like this is on a roller. You know, so then I buy texture tools also. So this is a texture tool I bought. This is a little, uh, I guess it's latex, a little slab of latex that's got that texture on it. And I use that pony roller and just put that in. Yeah, okay. so that, and that's what, uh, oh, and then these are like little stamps. How does your creative stamps. process go when you're, when you're like creating some of these arts like some of the sculptures or maybe the mugs, how would you describe the creative process? Well, you know, I'm interested in the, fi- I've always been interested in the figure. And so um, a lot of times I think about different ways to approach the figure or part of the figure. And, uh you know, so for instance, they are not my pots, but the three pots on the left up there, right, yeah. you know, those look a little bit like a female figure. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in that implying the figure, but then it's not really literally the figure. Right. I'm kind of interested in that. However, right now, I'm thinking about uh, a modern sensibility, like a mid-century modern. Right. So that's what... You know, um, I'm kind of working on here, which is really, um, you know, I have a tendency to like, I, I love to just add things, you know, like this is texture and then there's painting and, yeah. you know, texture in different colors and stuff like that. And so I have a tendency to get, or, or these, you know, thrown and then put together all these different shapes and then. Paint it and then draw and then draw through it and get back to the clay body. So I kind of like to do all those layers. So then, for me to make it really simple, I have to really you know rein myself in. (laughs) (laughs) How long does the process take on building like some of these sculptures, these these sculpture pieces? Oh, it can take a long time. You know, the thing is about clay is that you're working over time as it dries because you so you can do different things with the clay in different states so when i start out the clay is really malleable you can just squish it with your fingers and then you know that's good for throwing it on the wheel and so forth so like for instance with these pieces so you know i throw these on the wheel but then i let them set up for a little while and they start to hold their shape we call that leather hard okay. they're not dry dry yet but then when they're leather hard you can slip and score and build with them and they hold they support the weight mm-hmm. so um you know and then you let it dry some more and then you can sort of clean it up all those joints that might have you know, it might be kind of messy then you can kind of clean all that stuff up okay. and then you let it dry some more and then you're bisque firing it when it's bone dry and then applying the glaze. So, you know, it's like over time, like, I mean, these would took weeks. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I'm not working on it constantly for weeks. So, and then I'm not the kind of person that like keeps track. Right. So once the project is done, (laughs) it's just a process. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could, I could try to keep track, but 
um, you know, I like I, I like working in the studio. And then part of what I like about working in the studio is that I, I lose track of time. Right. That's and what it, I like and, about and it. Flow state. So I don't want to be keeping track. Okay, I spent 15 minutes doing that on this. Okay, I spent 10 minutes. Of, you know, I mean, right. it's just not. Okay. Um, I've ever been working on a piece, and um, after you brought it out of like the kiln, decided you wanted to like change something about it, or like keep on creating differently with yeah, the piece, or do you stick to it? After it comes long? out of the kiln, there's not too much you can do with it. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm thinking like <laughs> if, if the creative process ever shifts or anything. Well, um, uh, I don't have too many more questions. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell the audience? Um, well, let me, I'll come, I'm going to come right back. Just a second. Okay. Um, nine? Nine to noon, something like that. Okay. Um, where can we find your work online if we wanted somebody online? Any yeah, socials? I've got, I have, I have an Etsy page, but I don't keep up with it because I haven't quite figured it out because you can imagine... Um, you know, so then I put, like, see how similar these look? Right. So then I put them, I put eight of them up on Etsy, and then I sold six of them. You know, it's sort of, like, hard for me to keep. Then you'd have to go back and then figure out which ones you sold. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, it's so a little bit... With the art, it's a little difficult. Yeah, well, with pottery, you know, because... So I'm working on that. So no, I'm not selling it online at the moment. All so right. that's why people have to come to the farmer's market. Okay. Hey, tune into the <laughs> farmer's market. <laughs> All right. Uh, any last inspiration or any words for any upcoming artists? Well, I would say for creative people that typically the creative endeavors don't have a, a high economic return for most people they do for a few people they you know a few people make a ton of money with their creative stuff and that's awesome but the majority of creative people don't make a lot of money so you want to make sure you love what you're doing okay. so that you enjoy what you're doing you love what you're doing anyway Right, so you're and, not looking for the return and the uh, yeah and so that that financial return isn't your main motivation because it might happen but it also might not words of wisdom right there <laughs> well thank you and thank you for your time so next we will speak with richard Copeland about his creations of acrylics on the canvas uh, so could we start by um you telling us your name richard Copeland. all right and uh what are you showing here today um it's basically acrylic on the canvas um Several different things. Uh, I do all of a dot, one dot at a time. Keeps keeps me sane in these crazy times. <laughs> um, let's see. I do a different kind of acrylic painting. Like get away from the dotting. I do this kind of free free flow, a little less um, intense and focusing. As I have to do on this stuff. So with the dotted painting, how do you go about creating that? Like, what's the process? First, I figure out what I want to do. And then I draw up the pattern or I find a pattern similar. And I transfer that onto the canvas. And then I just start. What type of canvas is... I'm sorry, I don't... I'm just, what type of canvas is that? Uh, mostly it's cotton. Oh, okay. Uh, 
Let me show you like on this. This is a stretch canvas. All right. So it comes, uh, just so it's usually white like these. I painted all black because I wanted the back background on it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you painted the background, okay. Mm. What about? Um, this is a whole different thing I just started. Oh, these are like ocean vibes. Yeah, it's kind of like if you slice a geode in half you know, or a rock with the crystals inside. And, yeah, and this is what you would see inside. But this is all, um, these are a mix, it's a resin. And, um, so I mix the color pigments into the resin and then pour each color off. And this is um, natural uh, quartz crystal and crushed glass that I dyed different colors oh, wow. to give it that geode look. And I just, these are the first ones I've done, so it's a whole new process for me. Still learning it. How long have you been creating these works of art like all together? Uh, this style, maybe I started about three years ago. Okay. But most of my adult life, I've always done something, whether it's stained glass or pottery or jewelry, okay. knife making. All right. Um, um, let me see. I have, to, I have to be creative or I feel crazy. <laughs> no. Not, not much of a behind-the-desk-in-a-cubicle kind of person. I tried that for a while, and didn't so, work too well. <laughs> what's the inspiration that uh, most of your art comes from? <clears throat> um, nature, some of it. Sacred geometry. Yeah, I can see that in the shapes and uh, a lot of these dots painted. This is, um, can't get into that too much because that's a real deep subject. Um, <laughs> everything yeah. is geometry. Everything in life is geometry. Um, That's about it. I just like to create beauty. One of my favorite sayings is leave beauty where you pass. Okay. Um, so if I'm not doing something creative, I'm gonna get stir crazy. So I do all this inside my little apartment too. I don't have a regular studio space. So it's How long does it take for you to make like some of these, uh, <coughs> like the dots, how long would that take? Well, yeah, I like some of my artist friends when they answer yeah, something yeah. like that, they go 30 years. Because <laughs> just meaning their experience started. Um, they're all different. I, I try to tie myself on the dotted paintings, and I get so involved in it, I forget to write down when I start and stop. So I never have. Um, I have one at home that's similar to this that I put about 50 hours or something in. Wow. Yeah, so it's multiple hard, days. It's hard to charge your time for that because that's, you know, if yeah. you have a set amount per hour you want to make, which I don't have that, uh, yeah. it would be a lot for that painting. So the yeah. artist is now with quickly doing the time. It's more so about um, the technique and, and the actual process of what you're right. doing. Time is not the factor because I have the time. Okay. And um, this is all I do, so... Yeah, see, it's a lot of uh, yoga and uh, chakras and, and a lot of sacred geometry in these paintings. Uh, of all of these, there's only one so far that this one is the only one I've done 
where I didn't have a pattern in mind first. I just started at the very center, you know, did the first center circle, then just started building around it. And wow. one thing about this art, probably every art, especially painting art, um, I have an idea of what I want to do, but I spend more time thinking, like, what color next or what to, what to fill in this area with. And find out to stop because it, it takes on its own life anyway. Once you start, it changes. I hardly ever end up with something the way I started it. Right, yeah, it's just an ongoing process on and, how um, it keeps so expanding. I just, I just take off and it's just, oh, like what to do here. And I don't know, but then I'll just start and that happens. And it's more so like a flow, get into a yeah, flow state. So it just takes on, that's what happened with this one. I didn't know what I was going to do, I didn't have a pattern on it, I just started. It looks like there's a great pattern on there. <laughs> and that, I'm probably like that one more than anything I've done so far, just because it's, I let it go and just let it flow out. And Call that one of your uh, favorite paintings here? One of them. Yeah. They're all favorites. Okay. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> I'm liking these. Yeah, I like these a lot too. Um, and it brings out the perfectionist in me, which I hate, because I don't think there's such thing as perfect. Perfection right. is just, um, but with these, I'm, it's still new, so I'd see things, improvements I can make, and it's not putting anything negative toward these, they're lovely the way they are, but it's a learning process as you do something, like anything, you figure out other ways to do things or different ways to do it. Like trial and error. Yeah. And with these, I just saw somebody, I saw a picture of somebody that did one, I went, wow. So, in these days, if you have internet, you can find tutorials and videos on how to do anything. That's so, like, so, I just watch quite a few videos and then never trained with anybody. And I just jumped in, got the supplies, and said, okay, let's see how this works. And it's like, did it yourself, figured it out? I've pretty much been that way my whole life. Okay. You know, I never had teachers and big brothers and... Yeah, so it's mostly like Mentors. a journey, a journey teaching yourself and yep. crafted it. Amazing art here. And that's kind of what life's about, right? Yeah. Experience and learning stuff. And to me. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, Anything else you'd like to say to any upcoming artists or somebody else for the audience? Don't listen to anybody, just go for it. You know, do what you want because that's all that matters. If people like it, they'll let you know or, or partake of it. Um, but with me, I'm I'm doing it for myself more than anything. Okay. Um, it's like I'm I live in an art gallery. My whole apartment, every wall is covered, but it's all stuff I've done. And, um, that's, that's kind of the best you feel with your I, own work. I just don't do. I do one show a year, last couple of years, and it's this one. Okay. And that's just one day or two days and. The rest of the time, I'm just painting. Um, family has a lot. <laughs> they get a lot of, a lot of gifts. Are, oh, another painting from Richard. <laughs> yeah, beautiful paintings, though. It's just, it's just my, for my mental clarity, and especially as crazy as things are politically and all that these days, this is my... Um, I just tune into a painting and just start dotting. And before I know it, six hours has gone by, and I'm just like, <sighs> then I have to stretch my back and 
Yeah, it's like a meditation. It is. Okay. Wow. So. Well, thank you. Uh, what can we find you? All right, is it you got anything online or any socials, social media where we can find I you? I have no web presence with my art at the moment. Okay. Um, everybody's screaming at me, and I'm, that's one of my winter projects again. It was a project last winter, too, but it never happened. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got to make it happen this winter. <laughs> we got to get these arts online so, oh, so the people winter can find was it. over, and I was doing other things. And, I feel that. But uh, that's definitely on my list for the, a winter project. Okay. Oh, yeah, it's really interesting, though. I appreciate your time. Any, any Anything else would you like to say? Or? That's it. Get out and enjoy the weather. Enjoy life. Don't take things too seriously. Appreciate it. And just remember that you are enough. Now we will speak with Mickey Maslowski on her stonework pottery. All right. Uh, so how you doing? I'm doing well. Good. Yeah. Uh, could you tell us your name? Mickey Maslowski. Mickey Maslowski. Okay. And uh, are you from Winona or where are you from? I'm from the area. I've lived in Winona. I've lived in the counties on the other side of the river and on this side of the river. So, yeah. All right. Uh, can you tell us about what you're showing today? I'm showing my stoneware pottery. It's um, functional wear, meaning you can actually use it. Um, I like to tell people you can put it in the microwave. You can drink hot, cold, wash it in the dishwasher, wash it by hand. Um, oh, wow. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I want my pottery to um, work. When you take it home, have it do what it's supposed to do, but also be nice to look at when it's not working. So um, I uh, actually took some things out of the kiln this morning. So I was firing yesterday, and the kiln was cooling overnight, opened up the kiln, and had a few surprises, some pleasant ones, some unpleasant ones. <laughs> are they here today? Or? The pleasant ones are. <laughs> <laughs> OK, wow. Uh, could you tell us about the process of the, the process? And, yeah, and creating yeah. your pieces. So, um, what I start out with is a a ball of mud of of clay that um, either I use on the wheel. I throw a round object and shape it to the desired shape. I do some work where I'm sculpting or modeling with slabs or doing some molding with um, mold designs that I've made. So there's a lot of that physical, and it's very messy work, which mm -hmm. um, is kind of fun for me. And then um, you fire it, you glaze it, you fire it again. And throughout that process, you just really don't know how things are going to end up. So as I said, this morning there were some unfortunate things that also I have to clean up when I get home. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, you have to learn to take the good with the bad, and or oh. the bad with the good. Yep. How long have you been uh, make, making these pieces? I've been making pottery since 1987, I think. Okay. Yeah, so a little while. What got you started into it? Uh, I've always had an interest in art. I used to draw, and a friend of mine said, well, my sister's teaching some pottery classes. Let's go do that. It'd be kind of fun. And I'm like, all right, I've never tried that. And She's actually one of the other potters on the tour today. Oh, wow. And um, so I hope she does well, too. But, yeah, good teacher and got me well started. Okay, wow. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I've never really done, like, any pottery or anything like that. Like, yeah. So could you give me, like, any other insight or anything off, like, your head, like, yeah. that you would uh, um, like to tell the people? Yeah. Clay work is so um, interesting. It's different from drawing, which or painting or I don't know it for me what gets me excited about it is 
working with nature, you know, working with the mud, the actual raw materials of the earth, and then fire and water, and you create something. It's like magic in a way. Yeah, using all the elements. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, that's how. How long does the process take from start um, to finish? From start to finish. That's a good question. Um, let's see. I suppose if I really worked it and pushed it, like for example, a mug, because you're attaching the handle to the mug, you gotta give it some time to kind of cure and set up so it dries evenly throughout the whole piece. So I might throw the part on Monday, attach, trim it, and attach the mug on uh, the handle on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So then it's gotta dry calmly and quietly to hard enough and dry enough that I can fire it the first time to drive all the last of the molecular water out of it. And so that can take a few days at least. I don't want to push it. Oh, and for then the, for like one coffee mug? Just for the, well, yeah. Just I like might do a base. whole bunch yeah, okay. of mugs at the same at the time, same, and they right. all have to go through, march through that process together. Good question, because <laughs> um, I've never had to explain it like this. And then, um, Thank you. Um, yeah, so then once they're to that point, so that could take a week from, from throwing that ball of clay down on the wheel and starting that mug shape to getting it dry enough where I can fire it the first time. Okay. And so then that's a relatively quick process that maybe takes, well, 12 hours by the time I close the kiln and I can open it up again. And then I can start applying glazes, and that actually goes fairly quickly as well. The um, glaze would be the color? The color, right. Okay. It's, it's um, paint some, more, some more um, raw materials oh, okay. mixed up, just like mixing a recipe. And because um, I mix all my glazes by, by hand um, from scratch. And, what are the glazes? Are they like clay as well? Or? Yeah, there's, okay. there's elements of clay. There's silica, which is a glass former. That's, that's an essential and natural ingredient. You mm. find silica on the beach. Yeah. That's what you're dealing with. Um, but it's all in powdered forms. Right. And so you mix it together with water, and then you layer it on. I usually dip my pieces, and they're, they're absorbent. Since all that water was driven out in the bisque, they're absorbent enough to... Um, cause the glaze to adhere to the pot and then it dries fairly quickly and then it gets loaded in the kiln and gl the glaze fire takes about 12 to 15 hours from closing the lid to opening it up and unloading it okay. so and then we're good to go so the longest part of it of the process probably is you know from when it starts to the first firing Right. And then you kind of can march it through a little more quickly. So the fire that's like an oven at home or the kiln? Right, 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 right. When I say referring to the fire, it's a, um, mine is an electric fire. Many potters use wood as their um, fuel. Some potters use um, natural gas okay. or other kinds of combustibles. Um, and it's, that in itself is a science and an art at the same time because people throw things like um, mothballs into the kiln to kind of create an atmospheric effect while the fire is actually going and that puts a glaze on the right, so pots as well. Give it a different design? Exactly, okay. yeah, a different wow. finish or patina on it while yeah. it's in the fire. You've probably heard of Raku which is... Um, actually have it. It's a very dramatic, <laughs> look it up. R-A-K-U um, R-A-K-U. Yeah, right. Raku and uh, that's a very dramatic kind of firing process and you can get some really cool effects but um, Do you ever experiment with that, or I have not. I've done okay. it one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. I it's was different. Like, it's a. 
it's more of an experience than something that I'd want to do on a regular basis. But right. some potters get it and they just go with it and that's what they do. So, What's your favorite um, type of piece to create? Oh, I love mugs because I've just always got a cup of coffee in my okay. hands. So. <laughs> I feel that. I like tea, so yep. I understand how that goes. Yep. However, my, my new thing here is um, these I call water tumblers. And if you look carefully at some of them, I've started carving the words water is life because it is. Oh, you, you carved the uh, writing I, into the clay and then I put it into actually, the Actually, yep. While oh, it was wow. in that drying process, after I threw it and it was getting a little bit leather hard, I could handle it without collapsing the pot, and I can actually do some carving in it. So oh, wow. water is life. That's neat. So, okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah Good any, questions. Yeah, hey, thank you. Anything else that you uh, would like to say, or where else mm -hmm. could we find your artwork online or anything? Oh, good. Um, Actually, you're going to have to ask word of mouth. Stop at the co-op because okay. I will have um, usually have got some pieces there, and if I don't, they know how you can get a hold of me. So the Bluff Country Co-op is a good place to start. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, anything else you would like to say to any inspiring artists or anything else for anyone? Follow your passion. If it's something that you love to do, even if you're, it's not your living. Even if it's an avocation, just go with it. It's worth it. Next, we'll speak with Gary Flynn with his inner lights, artwork, and his wood carvings. All right. So, good morning. Uh, can we start with your name? Uh, Gary Flynn. Gary Flynn. Okay. Uh, where are you from? Uh, Winona. Okay, that's nice. Uh, so, what uh, art do you have on display today? Um, well, the majority of them here are what I call inner lights. Um, I also have... I also have some of the uh, carvings I do. Um, okay, uh, can you explain like the process of how you create your art? Yeah. So maybe just take a, the majority of these inner lights, if you are um, lilac, and uh, lilac tends to, uh, when it gets older, to get kind of hollow. Um, over here is kind of an example of this is a real huge piece of, of lilac, but this is actually the roots of the lilac. So basically what I do is cut for the inner lights. Um, I cut them where, where I think it uh, looks good and um, open up the natural holes in the light. And then I... Um, uh, and then I put them on bases with uh, real powerful little LED lights. And um, I've got, uh, let me just, I kind of explained that here. Um, okay. I don't know if that's something you want to, you know, just take a copy of or, right. um, but this is the part I like. I've been fascinated with the inside of trees and branches as long as I can remember. Right now, well, often, it, well, right now I remember a time I was invited to take a shamanic journey with a longtime teacher, Dick Olney. Often he would invite us to journey into the lower world through the opening in the earth or a hollow tree. Uh, just like humans, wood has an inner life, a core that began at birth and remained constant right. as its exterior interacted with the outer world. It's mysterious and perfect. And that's actually that little sentence there is really what I'm 
what I think of when, with the inner lights. How long does it take you to create the inner lights? Um, when I'm working with the roots, um, like these roots here, could take me 10 hours to clean them up wow. and, and to open them up and to, and to carve them. Um, I'd say the majority of the lights go from four to the bigger ones, uh, 15 hours sometimes. Oh, it's a pretty uh, long process. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, Here's one other thing I want to show you. What This is how I started. Um, how long have you been making these again, my bad? 20 years. 20 years? Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, I started doing butternut. And um, what I do is... And that's the type of wood? Yes. And I make little paths uh, with people walking, so it's a circular piece. Uh, continuous paths that, you know, go through here. Yeah, it's and, like a mountain. Yeah, like a mountain. Yeah. And um, and I carved the trees and the little people, and sometimes the animals are two or three times bigger than the people because who knows what it used to be like when, when we were all day. equal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, One time I went to the Marine Art Museum, and there's a huge piece of carved... Uh, it's called a jade, jade mountain, and I went in there and I, I said, "What the hell? They're copying my my work." However, that was probably a thousand years old. You know? Yeah, so it was like it just got recreated by you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, can you talk about this one? I, I kind of like that. Well, uh, fellow that, travelers. Yeah, you know. So I what I do it is I just find a piece of wood. I don't think I have a copy of what this looked like to originally, but. Um, I, I, this is um, a man or a person riding on the back of a dog, and he's got his pet lizard in his lap. And I just started carving, and that's what I came up with. Oh, wow. Um, I said, I don't know how or where these travelers originated. I had thought of giving them a name. Or, or a more Earthman type of per, uh, appearance, but they were calm, firm, and retained their birth identity. And they've been traveling together since well beyond any time I can remember. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's nice. This is uh, from a inner bark of a pine tree. And I just cut it down here. I cut it in two pieces. And I was just cleaning it up because it's real oily wood. And um, I decided I'd carve uh, flowers into it. So I glued it to a piece of rock and uh, put it together. Um, this is another thing with little people. There's only one or two walking around on this. I usually try to have someone in, in the carving yeah, that's, detailed. that's w waving at us. Because yeah, the idea that... I know, that's hard to cut into that. That's really yeah, you know, detailed. Um, Small. I have one over there I can show you, but I, when you have a little stub of this, I mean, maybe other carvers with more experience would do it. It took me like four or five hours. Man. <laughs> well, just for that one piece, Yeah, just huh? not to screw it up, you know. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's like this one, you know, so... Then I started combining the inner lights with the people walking. So, you know, here's a man and his dog. Here's the place he lives. Path goes all the way around through the tunnel, up the stairs. And is that him continuously walking around? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Or 
Uh, here's another person walking. There's another one. Actually, I got a little bird, or a big bird, about twice as big as a human <laughs> up there. You know? Wow. Yeah. Now this is a nice selection of art. Uh, anything like you would like to, you know, say, or where could we find your art at online, or if anybody uh, else? No, did. you know, I've uh, I've got a Facebook page. Um, it's called Wooden Joy, okay. and uh, um, I don't keep it too much up to date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you got to put some of this art yeah. on there. Yeah, but that'd be a place to look and. Uh, and see more examples. Thanks again to all the artists involved in the Winona Art Walk 2023. To learn more about the Art Walk, go to WinonaArtWalk.org. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 12.30 right here on 89.5 KQL. For podcasts of Artbeat and other KQL original programming, go to KQL.org and find links to your favorite streaming services. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from KQL's Ventress Heron at the 2023 Winona Art Walk on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org.